0: Welcome to the latest word from the church at Severn Run. Our church is located in Severn, Maryland, and is easily accessible from anywhere in the D.C. Baltimore area. You can subscribe for regular updates, or check in weekly for the latest information by using our website, severnrun.com. Thank you for visiting. And now, today's message. And then Jesus came from Galilee... To the Jordan to be baptized John tried to deter him saying I need to be baptized by you and you come to me Jesus replied let it be so it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness then John consented as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water let's just pause um, without a, a hint of legalism or, or any other kind of um, you know empty human um, you know rule-based religion, we baptized as we do for a reason, and the reason is right there. When again, I'm not a rocket scientist. I, we have them in our congregation, but I are not one. When Jesus was baptized. He did what? All right, this is an open book test. He, he did what? All right, now, I took a class in logic in, in college that, like, kill me. Um, but let's use logic. If he went up out of the water, then it's logical to assume that he was where? In Down in the water. That's why we baptized as we do to be as true as we can to the example and the life and the the teaching of Scripture. As soon as uh, Jesus uh, was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened. Now, use your imagination. You read it with uh, your eyes, but I want you to see it with your imagination. Imagine what it was like for heaven to open. What does that mean? I don't know. Um, you know, I'm hoping with a lot of these biblical scenes when we get to heaven, we can sit down in, uh, you know, eternal IMAX and, uh, and see it, you know. At that moment, he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son. If you ever wonder on earth, has there ever been anybody born who truly conveyed God, revealed God, was God, here is the declaration of God that it is so. The Son of God has come. Not only is Jesus God's Son, but He's a Son who lived from an identity. This is my Son whom I love. This is my beloved. With Him I am well-pleased. Now, let me just talk about baptism real quickly, kind of what it is and what it's not. Baptism is a living picture of Matthew 16, 25. And I want you to hear these words in a very literal, uh, first time, fresh, in your face, like somebody hit you with a snowball, wake up, kind of a moment. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. This is the call of Christ. Beyond religion, beyond American churchianity, the call of Christ is life for life. You die so that you can live. You give up so that you can gain. You lose so that you can win. It's an all-in call. You literally have to give up what you want to receive what God gives. You literally have to learn to say no to yourself to be able to say yes to God. You literally have to trade your short life for an eternal one that begins now but never ever ends. You're going to have to give up um, the temporary illusion of, of you know, the world's you know, broken sexuality for the sake of a wholeness that, that, that is better. You're going to have to give up the short-term gains of being a liar to be somebody who lives the truth. You're going to have to give up the shallow seeking of human approval to live under the approval of God. God honestly expects you to give up your life. And in baptism, we symbolize we are buried with Christ in baptism. Jesus was crucified and then he rose again. But there could have been no resurrection without a crucifixion and you and I are called to be crucified in the details of life. And it's a serious call. We're called to give up this life in the world. Let's, let's just say um, that your life on planet Earth is represented by this. This is a timeline of your life on planet Earth. Okay? Um, seems long. It really, really does. Uh, but when you get to be ancient my age, it really starts speeding up. Can I get an amen? Yes. This is our life right here. And and what Jesus is saying is, you got to give it up. You want to keep this, this little thing, you're going to lose everything. So, so here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to die and to give up your short life of a few years and, and let me give you a life that is everlasting. A life that is full of love and joy. A life that will make sense of, of things in eternity. Wait a minute, where do we start? We started back here, and and we started with a little. Now, how much is there now? A lot. lot. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Because the simple truth is um, that the life that we're being given is an eternal life, and it never ends, and it goes on in grace, it goes on in increasing life, it goes on in increasing joy, and... And you know, it's just so much more than what we gave up. But even then, it's not done yet. It's more, and it's deeper, and it's greater, and it's more alive, and it's just more life. Now, I've got enough tape if anybody wants to, to, you know, doesn't get the point. We can take it all the way around the auditorium, and then probably again. But the point is that... We're honestly being asked to give up a moment, a blink, a flash, a a strike of lightning in the span of time. We're being asked to give up what is so short for what will never end. Baptism is a statement about that kind of surrender. It's a serious symbol of a lifelong commitment. You know, um, it's kind of like a wedding, baptism doesn't save you and when you when you go into that water it's the same as in your sink or shower Um, but it is it is a symbol that Jesus commanded us to declare to the world that we are not embarrassed we're not ashamed we're not afraid to be known as Christ's followers and and it's kind of um, akin really to 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 a wedding ceremony I, I shared with you before that People often you know basically want to use me as a prop in their Martha Stewart day. Um, so you know it's really not about life together it's it's about staging an event and it's kind of crazy, you know um, how much sometimes we spend on this one day event. I was at one wedding and I, I counted up there was probably i don't know five to seven thousand dollars of of no shows at this this event at a huge hotel that cost, I don't know, $100, $150 a plate, you know. I mean, it was crazy. And my thought was, I got food at home. (laughs) Nobody here is hungry or homeless, you know. Why is it that we need to impress people so much? And when the focus is all on the day, um, we're missing the focus on the life. So, so let me just say, that baptism is a serious symbol of a lifelong commitment just like the wedding is a serious symbol of a lifelong commitment to love wholeheartedly. I mean just with all your heart. It's something that means nothing unless it means everything for life. So if you say, well, I want to be baptized because you're mistaking that for faith in Christ that saves you, um, that's kind of like the empty wedding. And then the next day you're going, I'm done with you. You know, who are you? Um, Well, that was empty. Baptism doesn't save, just like a wedding doesn't make a marriage. But when it is done in faith, it is it is the beginning of a life of love and a life of growth and a life of unhesitating commitment to, to the Savior. So today, here's what we're going to do. Um, at the end of the service, um, you know, I guess also, you know, I. well, sometimes we just got to step up. And at the end of the service, there are some of you whose spiritual journey is being hindered because you're not stepping up. You're holding back. You're, you're living in hesitation. You're, you're living unsurrendered. And that, that just doesn't work. Um, I, I, let me just tell you, in all my days of uh, performing wedding um, ceremonies, I've never had a bride or a groom do this. And do you, Steve, take Mary to be your lawfully wedded wife? Gee, I don't know. You look around and you look at all the other ladies in the house, you know, is anybody better out there? You look back and you think, "Ah, you know, at this stage in my life, I'm probably not gonna do any better. (laughs) Yeah, okay, you'll do. Smack. That's not the way that you begin a commitment. And in baptism, we're not doing some religious, empty, uh, reluctant ceremony. Oh, my wife wants me to be baptized. So here I am, the reluctant man who, who's not worried about eternity. You know, I'm just going to live my life here and not even lift up, you know, and, and be aware of reality. I, but if she wants me to do it, okay, I'll do it. No, stay home. You're fine. You know, don't, don't go anywhere near there. But if today, in your heart, there is a desire to step up and live for something more, to experience something more, to know God in a more authentic way, what I want to do today is I want us to take this water and I want us to let this water speak. And, And if this water could speak, here's what I believe it would say. I believe this water would say this. I believe the water would say, believing I am loved... I agree to be led into nothing less than God's eternal purpose. That's that's what we're saying when we're baptized. Believing I am loved, I agree to be led into nothing less than God's eternal purpose. That's, that's the statement of baptism. It's not a religious checkbox. It's not something that we trust for our salvation. It is a statement that we're make, making at the beginning of a beautiful and unending journey. That's what baptism is. So, so if this water would speak, it would speak of love. And that's the birth of all real relationship with God. Religion somehow knows all the God stuff, but it never has a heart that is softened and touched by love. It never feels the joy of, of the Father's smile. It never knows the warmth of the Father's embrace or, or even, even the gentle whisper of the Father's breath in, in its ear. But the person who dares to believe that they are personally and eternally loved by God is on the Jesus path. In John 15, 13, the scripture says, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You have a friend. Uh, Relational poverty is, is just... Everywhere in our world, we are so desperately lonely, it's not even funny. People married but living single in the same house. And and here's the deal, we all need friends and every one of us needs the loving friendship of Jesus Christ. And if you wonder if there really is a God, if he really cares, if he's really even there, look to Jesus because the whole life of Jesus is the whisper of God holding you shoulder to shoulder saying, I love you. See, one key to Jesus' life was love. He knew who he was. His identity was settled. He was the beloved. And a voice from heaven spoke. And when the voice spoke, the one standing on earth heard it To the core of his being. And not only did he hear what was said from heaven, he accepted it. He believed it. He built and lived his whole life on the truth of these words This is my beloved Son. And so Jesus, the rest of his life, he didn't live for the approval of men, the applause of, of people, uh, like, you know, um, you know, some kind of a, of a religious circus. He lived from a secure identity as the beloved of God. He knew who he was. Do you know who you are? You are the beloved daughter of God. You are The son that God wants to spend eternity with. You are not unacceptable because of your sin. You are not flawed. You are not ugly. You are not rejected. You are not hopeless. You are not fated to fail. You are invited to accept your place in the Father's family. But he loves you and will not force. You cannot force love. It has to be wanted. It has to be given. And in baptism, we're we're believing that we are beautifully loved. And the truth is, like Jesus, we we have to begin with an identity of love. And, And if love is far from your heart, then that's your first step today of faith. I don't care whether you feel it. You have to faith it that you are loved that you are known and that you are wanted. Jesus knew he was loved until our identity is settled in looking in the face of Jesus. We're going to live our whole life, our whole life as exhausted posers, performing for people like a seal in a circus, exhausted posers, and our lives are going to be filled with pain because people can't fill you. And no matter how much you tap dance and how many plates you spin, it will never, ever be enough. And the knife will come, the wound will fall, and what you trusted in will fail. But the love of your Father, it'll never fail. And so faith, faith connects life's pain to God's love. Faith says, I know that there is a God who is doing a work that is far beyond my short experience and time, but from eternity past and eternity future, there is a God who loves me and who will work for my good. In Jeremiah 31.3, the scripture says, the Lord appeared to us, and, and the standard translation is from the past, in the past. But the Hebrew is really interesting here because it doesn't and in Hebrew is like this a lot but it, it doesn't literally say in the past it says from a distance when you and I chose our own path in life and sin ripped us out of the presence of of love and life um guys everything changed in that moment and and it's it's just crazy the distance that happened between your heart and the love that, that you need. It's as though you passed through a wormhole and now you're in another alien universe far from home and, and in pain and, and agony. And for some of you here today, God seems so far. You're in so much pain inside that it doesn't seem even possible that God could love but he does. And today I'm inviting you to make the choice not to live on the basis of what you see with your, your human eyes, but what you see with your heart. That you would dare to believe that you are deeply and eternally loved. That it would make the, the eternal journey from 18 inches from your head to your heart and there that your life would be touched. changed and that the distance that is keeping God so far away would be would be bridged the Lord has spoken through the distance saying I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have and am drawing you with loving kindness faith refuses to leave God's love in the distance So believing I'm loved, baptism says, I agree to be led. A simple reminder that I want to offer you this morning is that God has a will and a plan for your life. He really does. Uh, You see, our way is death walking But Jesus' way is about coming into life evermore. And when he asks us to lose our life, he's, he's inviting us to be free. Because we'll never be free until we are free of ourselves. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In John 1.43, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. And I love what he, the, the, the two words that are next because they are two words that, that describe your life, except you just have to insert a different name. And finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Put your name in there. <laughs> Because that's the truth of what God's love is doing right now. God's love is seeking to find you, not in a place where you can keep him at a safe distance from the reality of your life in your head, but in your heart. You're agreeing to be led. Just like the husband and wife who really love each other on their wedding day, uh, totally, wholeheartedly agree to do life together. And it's not a, will you, Drew, take um, Marsha to be your lawfully wed wife? It's not a, oh, um, mom says I need to be married, so yes, you know. It's a, wow, and yes, and this is awesome. God, I can't believe you did this. And when we say yes to Jesus, there is no reluctance. When we say yes to Jesus, we are agreeing willingly to be led by God, no longer to live a self-led life that leads to death. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that seems right to a person, but in the end it leads to death. And so when we believe and follow, what we're doing is, is basically we're rejecting the world's way, which says, I follow me that's what i do i follow me and and we're hearing jesus say no 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 give up your life die to yourself and and what we're saying with a whole heart in baptism and in the rest of our living is is no this is not the way it's going to work what i'm going to do is follow jesus and hear the words, follow me as the call of my life because I die and I am taken out of the picture. In brokenness, I follow me reigns, but in belief, I dies and Jesus gets to lead your life. That's what it means for him to be Lord. And so let me ask you right now, right here, is Jesus allowed to be Lord of your life? Because if you're not letting him, he will not kick the door down and, and, and take the house. You have to want him. You have to be willing. You have to invite him in. Follow me changes everything in life. Big and small, um, you know, hard and easy. It changes everything. When Jesus gets in, it, it, it just rearranges all the furniture in the house. I have some clothes that I'm, I'm getting rid of. I'm not the fashionista that Pastor John is. Nor am I as good looking as he and Ben, but you know, that's God's work. That's okay. And I'm getting rid of some clothes that I don't wear. And it's like other people could use these things. And so I have a whole bag of of pants that I folded up neatly in the bag. And I washed a bunch of shirts. I thought they were clean. I "Ah, I wash them, make sure that everything is good. And I washed a bunch of shirts and and I left them in the dryer overnight. And then I went to get them out and and to put them in the bag. And they're all wrinkled. I don't mean just like a little wrinkled. I mean like somebody like stuffed them. And I'm thinking, here's my 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 natural process. Well, they're clean, I'll just put them in the bag for 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 these people. And then I heard the words of Jesus. Inasmuch as you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. You're giving me wrinkled shirts? No, Jesus, I am not giving you wrinkled shirts. <laughs> Jesus, I'm taking every one of those shirts out and I'm ironing them and I'm putting them up on hangers because they're for you. We follow Jesus in the details, in, in our finances, uh, we follow Jesus in every area of our life. And, 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 in, and in baptism, the water turns into words which say that believing I am loved, I agree to be led and, and, and I will be led into nothing less than God's eternal purpose. Nothing less, nothing less, nothing less than God's eternal purpose. You see, saved people serve people. And from eternity past, you have been called to step up and pay the price to do God's will. To unbreak or redeem a broken world. You were not saved to sit. It's not about you. You have been given a purpose. On planet Earth, God has dreamed of how you can impact the broken world. How we can be a community that changes the community beyond these, these walls. Your plan, uh, your life has a plan behind it that is a great adventure. It is noble, it requires courage, it will require uh, telling a great story with, with the living of your life. And the scripture says in Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship, his poema, his masterpiece. And we were, we were creatively created, to be redundant, beautifully created, to to do good works, to do a life of living love, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In baptism, we are agreeing to live a life that has a larger purpose than our own pleasure, comfort, convenience, and adoration. In baptism, we are joyfully agreeing to live Jesus' agenda, redeeming the world regardless of the cost. And in baptism, we're turning the symbol of the water into the living of these words, which Jesus lived in Matthew 26, um, verse 39. When he gathered his disciples the night before he was crucified. Very, none of us here uh, are, are going to be crucified physically. ISIS is doing that all over, you know, their broken world. But before Jesus was physically crucified, he demonstrated what it means to die in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he got down on his knees and he sweat drops of blood and this is what he said. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but your will be done. Baptism, this water, if it could speak it would make this statement to the world, believing that I am loved, I agree to be led into nothing less than God's eternal purpose for my life. Not my will, but your will be done. Right now, uh, with courage, uh, I'm going to call you to, to live loved, to live free, and to live purpose. And if you have believed to be baptized and here's the deal Uh, i i don't want to make it easy for you in these moments actually guys i'm going to ask you to turn the the lights up just a moment just turn them up a little bit and i'm going to ask you um, beyond your will some of you have believed and you know that you've not been baptized uh, and right now the temptation in your heart is to continue to do your will your will won't work. So I'm going to ask you with boldness and with courage, I'm going to ask you to step up and to come right over here and to be baptized. Um, Gwen and, and other people will be here to, to talk with you. Maybe you need to talk about salvation first. Awesome. We're there. We don't push anybody. Uh, we're not that way. Um, but we have what you need. We have the garments, uh, we have, why we've even got water. (laughs) No excuses. And it is warm. No excuses. Today, if you want to follow and, and obey and be baptized, then I'm going to ask you to do so right now. I'm not even going to ask you guys to stand up, but if you want to be baptized, I'm going to ask you to stand up and come forward. I know it's hard. I don't care. Is there anybody who will do that? We're going to cheer for you. We're going to yell for you. We're going to clap for you. Is there anybody here who wants to have that conversation? Come on. I know it's hard. Come on right now. The rest of you stand up, please. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you for joining us today at the Church at Severn Run. Please visit our website at severnrun.com for church service information, staff directories, or for prayer requests. And if you're in the D.C. Baltimore area, we'd love to have you join us at 8187 Telegraph Road in Severn, Maryland. We look forward to worshiping with you.